0: Welcome to Maintenance Phase, the show that turns your hippie parents into mean weirdos. Is that what what the show is about today?
1: That's like not quite it, but like definitely hippie parents territory. That's what I was told about this. (laughs) I'm Michael Hobbs. I'm Aubrey Gordon. If you would like to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com/slash maintenance phase, or you can buy t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, whatever you like, at public Both of those are linked for you in the show notes. Also, fun update. I have written another book and it's coming out in January.
0: Hey, Hey. go buy it. (laughs) Go buy Aubrey's book. What's it
1: called, Aubrey? It's called You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People. Mm -hmm. The idea is that it's uh, organizing a bunch of prompts for deeper thinking and research and history and a bunch of other things. You can get that at aubreygordon.net slash myths. And we will link it for you in the show notes.
0: And we're going to talk about it a lot when it comes out. And are you going to read the audiobook this time? This is like <laughs> the number one comment we get from listeners.
1: I It's the number one comment we get from listeners. It's the number one comment I get in my email inbox. It's the number one comment that my publisher gets. Uh, yes, I am reading okay. the audiobook. I start recording tomorrow.
0: So you have Aubrey in your ears different ways. Starting in January.
1: Maybe more than you want. We'll find out. (laughs) And today, Michael, you sort of alluded to it. We are talking about a topic near and dear to many a hippie vegan heart. Mm -hmm. And that is brags i
0: am the fresh maker on this episode (laughs) i have no fucking idea what we're talking about
1: you're rolling around in a suit on a wet paint bench giving it pinstripes
0: you told me this a couple weeks ago that we were doing this i've never heard of this brand i've never heard of this story so i'm ready to be taken in your arms and pulled (laughs) along on a on a path of information
1: okay so Bragg Live Foods is a natural foods company based in Santa Barbara in California. They are all told a pretty small company, but they have a fairly big impact. Like people who know them and love them extremely know them and love them. Okay. I'm going to send you an image of their nutritional yeast just so that you can see. Oh, that's the bag. Click through and see the little picture of the canister.
0: Nutritional yeast. Packed with protein and B vitamins, Brag Nutritional. Oh, fuck off. There's pop ups. Ah, <laughs> I don't want your newsletter.
1: The ah. main reason I'm sending this to you is to look at the packaging. This, the apple cider vinegar, the liquid aminos all come with this bright yellow label. Right. It's got the two sort of leaders of the company in portrait on the label. Oh, And yeah. there's a big red banner that says Brag.
0: Nutritious, great taste, vegetarian, gluten free, salt free, sugar free. It's just like, claiming a lot of stuff
1: (laughs) at me (laughs) sodium-free delicious flavor added to foods and recipes like that is ideally the goal of most foods is to add flavor oh and then it's
0: got more information on the founder so it says patricia bragg n d
1: yeah naturopathic
0: oh naturopathic doctor phd pioneer health crusader health educator author and it's got paul c bragg originator health spores (laughs) it's making claims i can't read that
1: originator of health stores okay and then life extension specialist oh no okay on this packaging (laughs) it has those kind of like spiky bubbles that show up on Mm, kind of sensationalized packaging for foods.
0: Yeah, it's like the Batman POW yes,
1: sign. there you go. That's exactly like it. like BAP. The things they have chosen to highlight in those big green bubbles are sodium-free and shaker top. Yeah, it's these. Okay. These, these are weird choices. Lots of seasonings come with a shaker top, Paul and Patricia. It's like
0: how when they used to list special features on DVDs, they would always say interactive menu. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, yeah, that's
0: my expectation.
1: So Bragg's has made its name selling nutritional yeast, sometimes called brewer's yeast. It really is a good source of B vitamins. I think it's fucking delicious. Yeah. They also have their liquid aminos, which are billed as sort of a healthier alternative to soy sauce. Okay. And then the last one is... Good old-fashioned apple cider vinegar, which has about 1 million health claims. Yeah, In 2007, according to Hoover's corporate database, they did about $3.1 million in sales, and they employed about 25 people. So it is a small company. Yeah, pretty small. The company was founded by Paul Bragg and then later run by his daughter, Patricia Bragg. Paul and Patricia have written a lot of books about health and wellness. Mm -hmm. I am going to send you... Some of the titles of these books. Ooh. Some of the words are in all caps. That's because that's how they're stylized on the cover of the book. Okay. And because I think it makes it funnier to leave those in.
0: Water. The shocking truth. The water you're drinking may look safe, but is it? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Healthy heart. Learn the facts. Uh-huh. Building Building powerful nerve force and positive energy. The miracle of fasting proven throughout history for physical, mental, and spiritual rejuvenation. Okay, so we're in, like, Gerson therapy adjacent, like... (laughs) Here's the secret to health stuff and how our yeasts are going to solve it.
1: I was thinking about, like, knowing that you didn't know a ton about this company or Mm. their products, I was like, how do I shorthand the vibe here to Mike? And then I looked at their list of books and I was like, thank you for doing it for me.
0: I'm dealing with a lot of unforceful nerves right now. so This might actually be helpful for me. (laughs) My nerves lack force.
1: So their most popular books are one about apple cider vinegar, unsurprisingly and this the miracle of fasting book I did read the miracle of fasting I think mm-hmm. it may be due for a diet book deep dive at some point okay. because every single page is bananas at one point Paul writes that quote you have nine doctors at your command doctor sunshine doctor fresh air oh, doctor no. pure water <laughs> oh, no oh, no <laughs>
0: Dr. Muscles, Dr. Stretching, (laughs) Dr.
1: Fruits. (laughs) Dr. Good Natural Food, Dr. Fasting, Dr. Exercise, Dr. Rest, Dr. Good Posture, and Dr. Human Mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not how doctors work, but thank you, Paul. I like how he has a doctor of foods and a doctor of how not to eat.
1: In the introduction there are these phrases that appear as sort of like subheads. And one that appears a couple of times in this book is sickness is a crime. Don't be a criminal.
0: It's just like weird marketing stuff. They're just reframing these extremely banal points of like, try not to be sick, which <laughs> like most of us are kind of already doing. Yes. But then they're reframing it in these like weirdly stigmatizing, but also just kind of like overly elaborate ways mm-hmm. don't read the sickness Bible be a sickness atheist
1: I feel like what you just said about like they have this weirdly sort of baroque and like needlessly complicated way of talking about like pretty basic things and then just throw in some wild cards in there mm-hmm. they have a plan called the Bragg's healthy lifestyle okay these are some of the do's and don'ts that Paul Bragg created and that Patricia Bragg follows and sort of champions. I picked a few of those and I'm going to send those along to you. Ooh, okay. Do fast 1 day a week to
0: detoxify your system. Don't eat refined sugar, distilled vinegar, salty foods, white rice or flour fried foods, saturated fats or hydrogenated oils, coffee or caffeinated <laughs> teas, pork, smoked fish <laughs> and meat, canned <laughs> soups or food preserved with chemicals. Jesus Christ. Okay, lot don't don't eat or drink foods. Uh-huh. Don't drink cow's milk. Do go out in the sun regularly. <laughs> Sun has healing and germ-killing energy. Uh-huh. Sun has it. Don't eat meat more than twice a week or fish more than several times a week. <laughs> more than several. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Get your protein from vegetable sources instead. Sure. Don't rely on enemas <laughs> or high colonics unless you're sick or have extreme constipation. That's That sounds like reasonable advice to me. Yes. Don't Wash out your butt, unless there's a reason for you to wash out your butt.
1: Also, unusual advice from this particular sector, right? Like This is the colonic sector, right? It's like
0: when you're talking to a conspiracy theorist and they tell you about like the one that they don't believe.
1: Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> moon yes. landing is yes. faked.
0: Princess Diana was killed by MI six, and then you're like, "What about Bigfoot?" And they're like, "You know what? I don't see the evidence." You're
1: like, <laughs> <Yeah>. well, what? <laughs> it is also worth noting that the company is sort of proud to report that it has a Paul and Patricia Bragg foundation where they do charitable giving. And if you go to that website, most of that money goes to rescue missions and wildlife centers and that sort of thing. Okay. They also have given a couple of times to GMO free campaigns and anti GMO like organizations. Okay. We're nearing the Gwyneth verse. The gravity is pulling us closer. I spent some quality time, I remembered a skill that I have from my previous job, which is navigating a bunch of political contribution databases. And I spent a solid hour last night, just like searching for people that we've covered on the show in their Mm -hmm. respective states and being like, what did they give money to politically? One of the things that came out of that is that Bragg's gave to a GMO-free Mendocino campaign Okay. that Our Lady of Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow, gave a personal $15,000 contribution to. Which
0: you texted me about, and now I'm prompting you to talk about. Thank yes.
1: you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Giving you a reason. I love yes. it. Um, the story of Bragg Live Foods is... For all intents and purposes, the story of Paul and Patricia Bragg. Paul Bragg was born in 1881. We're getting in the Wayback Machine. He was born in 1881 to farmers in Virginia. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He was raised on that farm. He talks a lot about growing up on a farm and how that sort of formed his relationship to food. He says he had two brothers and a sister named Louise. In The Miracle of Fasting, he talks about teaching... Louise about sort of clean, healthy living and tutoring her to good health after she had some kind of sickness that he doesn't really specify. So like as a child, he's already into this stuff. Absolutely. He also talks about this kind of pivotal moment in his own life. He says that when he was 16, he was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Okay. He says he was sent to a sanitarium where he was treated by a Swiss nurse who recommended a Swiss doctor Bragg went to see that doctor who treated tuberculosis, quote, with natural foods and exercise.
0: Oh, no. Okay. This is the origin story. I fixed myself.
1: Here is a little quote from an archived version of the bragg's website
0: it says crippled by tuberculosis as a teenager bragg developed his own eating breathing and exercising program to rebuild his body into an ageless tireless pain-free citadel of glowing super health Mm -hmm. he excelled in running swimming biking progressive weight training and mountain climbing He made an early pledge to God in return for his renewed health to spend the rest of his life showing others the road to super health. Right. Uh, So he like appointed himself as like God's messenger to just like mansplain like this is what worked for me to other people his whole life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So by age 18, it's 1899. Paul Bragg is tuberculosis free. He comes back to the U.S. from his Swiss doctor When he returns to the U.S., he meets a figure who will prove really, really formative for him in that pursuit of a health and wellness career. Blake Lively. Do you have have any predictions about who it is? Wait, when are we now? We're in 1899? 1899. We have talked about this person before on the show. Oh, is it the diaper guy? Is (laughs) it the fighting diaper guy? I love that you remembered. Yes, he meets... Bernard McFadden.
0: We had one or a couple photos of him. I think we looked at in the uh-huh. keto episode. Uh-huh. He's just like a small ropey man in this like <laughs> boxing pose of like put up your dukes. Like Mah. that's what, <laughs> that's how I
1: imagine everybody talking back then. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, a couple more little color details for Bernard mm-hmm. McFadden. He changed his name from Bernard to Bernard with two R's because he thought it sounded like a lion roaring. He was also, I think most notably was the publisher of physical culture, which was the first big bodybuilding and sort of fitness magazine in the United States. These two, as far as I could tell, like lock eyes, the music swells, fireworks go off. Like they are just sort of meant to be. And they start collaborating on all sorts of health and wellness projects. Most notably, Bernard McFadden hires Paul Bragg as an editor at Physical Culture. Oh, they're doing a collab. While those two are working together, Bragg accomplishes something truly remarkable. He becomes an Olympian. What? Oh, and like ping pong,
0: like one of the sports that nobody does?
1: (laughs) No, wrestling. He competes with the U.S. Olympic team in wrestling in the 1908 and 1912 Olympics. Wow. The same year that he's in the Olympics, he says he opens the country's first health food store. Okay. Probably not true, but fine. So around this time, sort of the outgrowth of the health food store is Bragg Live Food Products. That's where the company starts, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He talks around this time about how he's worried about the refinement and processing of American food. It's fascinating that the term
0: processed was around that long ago and that like the same sort of arguments were being made that like we have these natural things that come out of the earth, but then we've like processed them into something unhealthy.
1: Yeah. There was a whole piece that I read Mm -hmm. about the history of health claims around apple cider vinegar and how it's been used. Mm -hmm. At this point in history, there's like quite a bit of hand wringing because normally apples are grown by grafting, not by planting seeds. Okay. When you plant apple seeds, generally the fruit that you get is like, kind of gnarlier, it's more sour, it's more fibrous. Like there's a bunch of stuff about it that's like not great, but it was killer for making hard apple cider and apple cider vinegar. Huh. Like these super gnarly apples just like fermented beautifully apparently. In the US, we have genuine real actual historical figure Johnny Appleseed. Who is a Swedenborgian. I don't know if this is a Christian sect that you are familiar with. No, But according to Swedenborgians, grafting a plant would be akin to torturing that plant. Oh. So he starts planting these seeded apple trees that give these like gnarly ass apples. And folks really develop a taste for... Uh, fermented products made with this particular kind of apple. Was his wife's
0: name like Granny Smith or something? I forgot <laughs> the origin story of like everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like that could be where some of the processed food stuff yeah. is coming yeah. from. Right? Like, their food systems are legitimately changing. And with any change, there is often a level of uncertainty or distrust or sometimes straight up panic. Right. And it seems to me like Paul Bragg is articulating some of this those anxieties.
0: And also this is the time of like the jungle and a lot more awareness of genuinely bad practices in the American food processing industry. So some of this anxiety is extremely
1: justified. Absolutely. After he opens the health food store, he starts what he says is the nation's first health and wellness lecture tour.
0: It's a medicine show. It's the same thing we saw in the snake oil episode. Mike, why are you spoiling Oh, am I,
1: am I? doing it? Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. He calls it Brag Health Crusade. This was the quote I was going to give you to be like, isn't it like a medicine show? Doesn't this sound okay, familiar? You were, leading
0: me, you were leading me on a path and I got to the destination too fast. I'm sorry. I, ha-
1: I did consider <laughs> this possibility last night where I was like, this is only full of twists and turns if you haven't hosted this show with me yeah, for yeah. two yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So one of the attendees of a Bragg Health Crusade lecture remembers this particular part of it. This is a direct quote from someone who was there. It says,
0: Paul had this great big pot he'd take on stage and he'd put 20 to 25 jars of different chemicals you find in food, stuff from white bread, Coke, you name it. And he'd say, I'm going to cook dinner for everyone tonight. Then he'd put everything in the pot Stir it up and shout, Who's ready to eat? Folks, that's what you're putting in your body. Oh, this is the Jamie Oliver chicken nuggets thing from like 70 years
1: later. It is turkey twizzlers. Yeah. It is pink slime. It is also medicine showmen like pulling a tooth. I think of
0: it as. Similar to, you know, you have to go to those seminars to buy a timeshare. Yes. But like they make you go to the seminar. And the only reason to go to the seminar is like, yes, I would like to be tricked into buying this
1: thing. You have really cracked the code on this business model because after the lecture is free. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, you can get a private health consultation with Paul Bragg ah. in the 1935 Health Crusade series that health consultation cost $20. That sounds
0: expensive in 1935.
1: <laughs> in today's dollars that is $425.
0: Yeah, it's a good grift.
1: And he's doing all of this during and just after the depression.
0: Right. Opening right. the
1: first health food store, starting the first health lecture series are just two of his many 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 firsts in the natural foods and health foods world. Mm-hmm. According to Bragg's website, he was the first to introduce pineapple juice and tomato juice to the U.S. Oh. He was the first to introduce and distribute honey and date sugar nationwide. Okay. He hosted the first health TV show, which he co-hosted with Patricia, called Health and Happiness. Mm -hmm. And he says he opened one of the first health restaurants and health spas. I mean, I like juice. Thank you for the juice, Paul. Sure. Pineapple juice, delicious. Delicious. And through the health crusades in particular, Bragg gets a lot of famous supporters. So are you familiar with Jack LaLanne? He's like the
0: quintessential exercise guru, right? He's like the first... Exercise influencer to kind of break through to the mainstream, right?
1: Yeah, he's like a like a TV and magazine, like muscle man yeah. in the way that like people in the 40s would be muscle men, right? Where you're like, yeah, oh, you just like a look like a dude who's puffing his chest out. Dude,
0: I'm looking as you're talking, I'm doing a Google image search for physical culture for this magazine, and there's all these <laughs> spreads of bodybuilders, and like, yeah, it's so fascinating to me how the people that were considered like the ideal of male athleticism back then would be considered like dudes with dad bods now.
1: Right. And what you're talking about here is not like comments on these particular dudes bodies, but what they represent in terms of how our standards have changed and how our visual indicators of fitness have changed, right? Like this is a decidedly pre Chris Hemsworth world say. Yeah. So Jack Jacqueline says that he attended one of the health crusade lectures as a teenager when he was 15 And credits Paul Bragg with, quote, saving his life.
0: That doesn't sound true, but okay.
1: But Jack LaLanne has also said, quote, Paul's the best salesman I ever knew. Paul could sell shoelaces to the barefoot.
0: Okay. (laughs) So also, like, he tricked me into a bunch of stuff I didn't need.
1: (laughs) He also appears to have inspired a generation of health and wellness leaders. In reading profiles about him and about Patricia, you'll get quotes from the people who run Eden Foods and the guy who founded Garden Burger and the founder of GNC reportedly went to one of his health crusades lectures, right? Dr. Scholl. He's really like the ground zero
0: of like a whole generation. Of, like, health woo-woo stuff.
1: You know what? He's the velvet underground of health and wellness world. Like, not everybody (laughs) bought his albums, but everyone who did started a band.
0: Rapper's Delight. He's Sugar Hill Gang. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Everything (laughs) that comes afterwards. Yeah. Did
1: you ever go over to a friend's house and the food just ain't no good? The chicken tastes (laughs) like wood? (laughs) That's what we're talking about. So... (laughs) <laughs> Paul Bragg has a long and storied career. There are like one million little anecdotes and other sort of firsts that he throws in there. He ultimately passed away in 1976. His death certificate lists his birth date as February 6, 1881. So that means he was 95 when he died. It's all the vinegar. 95. He you made did it. it. After he dies, Bragg gets all these buyout offers from Ovaltine and Kroger and all of these big deal companies at the time, right? Despite all of those offers, they keep it in the family, and the company is passed along to his daughter, Patricia. Mm -hmm. She is a character. Okay. I am sending you a picture of Patricia Bragg's regular everyday look. Oh, wow. Yeah, hey. She (laughs) looks like one of those, like
0: america dolls that you that comes with like a tea set
1: she looks like she is from another era totally that's for sure she's wearing like a pink sweater with flowers
0: sewn into it huge pearl necklace and then like a some sort of like wool almost like cowboy hat bright pink also with flowers on
1: it i sent this picture to a friend and was like oh so she was strawberry shortcake yeah i mean that's (laughs) like "That, that is totally the vibe she looks like a kooky rich lady. She uh famously hates swearing, and she loves to tell this story about how she fired someone for swearing on the job once.
0: I've read a number of her reviews of our show on iTunes. Oh no. <laughs> I appreciate her feedback. <laughs> One star. Tried to listen, couldn't do it.
1: She is my aunt who has stopped listening to yeah. the show because too much swearing. Whoops. Due to the
0: cursing. Due to due to the Lord's name in vain.
1: She also, as you predicted, is kind of a kooky lady. Here is, there's a great little graph from one of these profiles called Patricia Bragg, born to do her father's work. It says,
0: she's never shaved her legs, painted her fingernails, or worn makeup. Her father advised her to never wear a bra because it impedes circulation. But everything still stands up by itself, she says proudly, demonstrating the pectoral exercises she does three times a day in two-minute sessions. She's never pierced her ears because it exposes nerve endings and doesn't wear a wristwatch because she believes it cuts off circulation. She never had the desire to rebel against her father's teachings and sneak a cigarette or even an aspirin. I always knew the consequences of living an unhealthy lifestyle is sickness. You pay for your sins. (laughs) I see. I see why you picked this. She's afraid of sick crimes, illness crimes.
1: Sick crime, bras, shaved legs, (laughs) fingernails painted. Also, there is this part where she says, according to this profile, she's never worn makeup. Please to look at the picture that I sent you. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. Of a lady very clearly wearing eyeliner and lipstick. Hella makeup. What are we doing? But then there's also
0: this weird conflation of sin and morality, too. Even as she's also lying (laughs) about not wearing makeup. Totally, totally. (laughs) Which is also a pretty immoral.
1: So when Paul Bragg suggests to Patricia Bragg that she should consider being a health missionary, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. many of the people that they know and that know Paul Bragg say that he was so strong-willed that a suggestion wasn't really a suggestion so much as like, I'm telling you this, and you're going to do it now. Oh, right. So he's just a dick. Okay. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so from there, Patricia Bragg pretty much directly moves into working at the company, supporting Paul's work. And that is where she spends the duration of her career. She follows in Paul's footsteps. She starts writing their family books. She starts inventing things. She has this claim that she loves to talk about, about how she's the youngest woman ever to be issued a patent in U.S. history. Okay. She co-hosts his TV show with him. There is a quote from one of these profiles that says, quote, today, brag crusades mainly through radio talk shows recording as many as 5 a day. How many talk shows are there? <laughs> what? It's <laughs> like this is astonishing. So like I say she's cranking out books, she's cranking out all this stuff. She does a revisit of one of their books that she writes with Kenny Loggins' wife.
0: Okay. She
1: also has even more than her dad, one million stories about famous people and how much they love Bragg's. There's a whole story where she talks about being a nutritional advisor to Steve Jobs at one point. Good sign. Good sign. She- <laughs> a man who
0: never made mistakes <laughs> when it comes to health and wellness.
1: So Patricia keeps on keeping on. And eventually sells the company in 2019 to an investor group. Great. Since then, she's been retired and the new owners have taken over.
0: It's weird to me that it, like, I think this company's kind of bullshit, but also it kind of bums mm. me out that it's now like a private equity-owned company.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm feeling complicated feelings right now. You're like, I want it to stay with its original kooky family. Yeah, I want it to be grifting locally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think so far? Talk to me about, like, What are your impressions of this business? What do you like? How are you feeling? Well, I
0: know you and I know this show. So I feel like the third chapter has to be like (laughs) this is all the stuff they were lying about. And we're going to go back and debunk.
1: Okay, Mike. (laughs) You already called it. Okay. The catch here is, in fact, Almost none of what I just told you is true.
0: (laughs) There is no evidence
1: that Paul Bragg had a sister named Louise. He did not grow up (laughs) in a farm in Virginia. He grew up in D.C. where his father worked for the U.S. printing office. The big, big one is he wasn't born in 1881. A birth certificate that is very likely his says that he was born fully 14. 15 years later. Oh, so he was saying like, I'm so
0: old and yet I'm in such good health, but he's actually not that old.
1: That's his entire pitch is like, look how youthful and vital I am. Don't you want to be like me? You got to have this apple cider vinegar. It's got to be unfiltered. Here we go.
0: This is the opposite of my online dating profile.
1: I'm 24. (laughs) Those photos are new. Paul Bragg built a career out of this. He (laughs) ran a fitness program in his 20s. Okay. And actually I'm <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture of this fitness program because there's a little caption with this picture. If I could go back,
0: the tagline would be welcome to maintenance phase. Don't believe anything in the first forty-five minutes. <laughs> it's all it's all crumbling down. That is off in our show. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a photo that says 26-year-old Bragg with a class in 1920, he had them convinced that he was 41.
1: The thing that I kept thinking about with all of this stuff, he's lying about roughly 15 years of his life, right? Depending on what date you go with. He offered three different birth years for himself over the course of his life and multiple different locations to different press outlets, right? But the thing that I keep coming back to is... If you think about what a 26-year-old looks like, and then you think about what a 41-year-old looks like. Yeah, it's You have to want to believe that.
0: Yeah. So much. God, it's such a simple grift, though. I can't believe how basic it is. Just (laughs) tell people you're 40 when you're 25. I have
1: these moments (laughs) where I'm like, do I respect this? I don't. To be clear, I don't. But I'm so. This is like when someone figured out that you should put salt on caramel. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that's the whole thing. That's like the quote-unquote evidence for all of his claims. It's like, look at this. Look at this forty-year-old. He looks like he's twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: my word. There's a quote from a fantastic three-part piece from uh, Maui Time called. In the Name of the Father. And that piece reads, quote, That means his 1976 death came at the age of 81, not 95. Of course. Remember, the packaging of the food says Life Extension Specialist. Right, God. This dude died at 81, which is only a few years older than the average American life expectancy
0: at this point. It is really incredible that nobody was just like, wait sorry how old are you <laughs> like
1: what come on you said you were 40 come on
0: <laughs> right because like if i was hanging out with a 25 year old who was claiming to be 40 i feel like i could sniff it out yeah i'd be like you can't name
1: any of the characters from Say by the bell you don't love poison by belle biv like there are very simple <laughs> exactly. questions that we could ask to get to the bottom of this what are your opinions on new jack swing as a genre go <laughs> So that is not the only lie that he told. And it's not the only lie that Patricia told. Okay. Please enjoy the next quote from In the Name of the Father, this outstanding Maui timepiece.
0: Patricia must have used the words, my dad, in reference to the late Paul Bragg at least a dozen times during the course of our interview. But he was not her biological father. (laughs) What? (laughs) According to her California birth certificate, she was born Patricia Pendleton at Oakland's Peralta Hospital. Patricia's use of the Bragg name comes from her marriage to Robert E. Bragg, a chiropractor and son of Paul Bragg. That makes Paul Bragg Patricia's father-in-law. Okay, so she married into this family. Right. And then for no real reason (laughs) – Invented the story. I don't think anyone would particularly care, honestly, if she's the non-biological daughter. I I mean, yeah, it seems like a weird own goal. This
1: is the natural foods world equivalent of like, what is the relationship between Jack and Meg White?
0: Another thing that a 40-year-old would know and would
1: baffle (laughs) a (laughs) 25-year-old. Wait, what? (laughs) The White who? Uh, So... In this Maui timepiece, this is the sort of bombshell drop paragraph. But the lead up to that is this reporter goes, oh, hey, I was checking into it. You know, I've been doing some research for this piece. I didn't actually find any records of a daughter born to Paul Bragg. Amazing." And she goes at first she goes, oh, yeah, he adopted me. It wasn't I wasn't his daughter by birth. I was his daughter by adoption. So he adopted me. And then the reporter comes back and is like, "I didn't see any adoption records." Mm -hmm. And then she goes, "Oh yeah, actually, I married into the family. Okay, I was his son's wife. They were married for a few years and then got divorced. Right? Oh, Paul and I basically like really hit it off, and he feels like my dad, and I call him my dad, and he was a family friend going way back, and da -da da da da, and like." Every time she gives him one of these like partial or just fully false explanations, she tells this reporter, you don't need to check into that. I'm not some Hollywood celebrity. <laughs>
0: I love it when public figures are like, I'm not a public figure.
1: I'm going to start using that in interviews. Yeah. You You don't don't need need to fact check me. (sighs) You don't need to look at this. I'm not some. Save that for George Clooney. That's
0: wild that they got divorced Mm -hmm. and they kept the weird charade going. I guess he just liked her more than his own son. So
1: (laughs) they kept the weird charade going. He really did leave the company to Patricia, not to his son. Why? Do do you have a sense of why? No sense. So like part of this is this whole story has really kind of broken and been talked about much more in the last like 10 or 20 years which is fully a hundred years after Paul Bragg was born right so like we are talking about old musty dusty old records yeah most of the characters in these stories have passed so it's extremely hard to fact check there are some folks mostly like WordPress sites and, like, personal blogs who are like, I found record of their will and they cut out the sun and left everything to Patricia. Uh, There's a lot of that out in the world. What I'm trying to stick to here is stuff that we like pretty well know for sure, including... There is no record of Paul wrestling in the Olympics. He said he was in the 1908 Olympics. He would have been 12 at the time. <laughs> Whoops. <What? laughs> uh-huh. There are also some Patricia claims to fact check. Patricia is not, in fact, the youngest woman to hold a patent in U.S. history. Yeah, she I mean, yeah. She got a patent in 1957 when she was 28 years old for a douching device, is what she created. Uh, okay. In 1914, decades earlier, Mary Phelps Jacob, later known as Caress Crosby, patented the brassiere. Oh, really? Like, it's like... You're so, you are like by decades, you are wrong. Yeah. Same thing with not the first health food store. There was a health food store fully 50 years before Bragg opened his. Not the first, any of the firsts. All of the firsts are wrong, right? Like, he did a lot, and you could. He could have been like, I did the biggest one or I did the most successful or the longest running. You could pick other superlatives, but he seemed really hooked on or the company seemed really hooked on him being the first of all of these things. Right.
0: A lot of these lies have like a weird Bell Gibson quality to them, where a lot of them are just kind of baffling. Yes. Like, I don't know that people needed you to have been an Olympic athlete, particularly.
1: It is a perplexing set of things to mislead people about. Yeah. The age stuff I get, that's straight up money in his pocket. Right. A bunch of this other stuff, I'm just like, what is happening here? Yeah. One of the other weird, deeply weird lies that Patricia Bragg appears to tell is she talks about seeing Jack lalane attend her father's health lecture for the first time. And she was like, I just watched how much he just like soaked that up. And it was so clear that it mattered a lot to him. And she has all these little details about how he responded to it by her account. And by his Jack LaLanne attended that lecture when he was 15. Jack LaLanne was 15 the year that Patricia Bragg was born.
0: Yeah. That's a weird lie.
1: You can just tell the story (laughs) in addition to (laughs) saying things that are not true. In the Bragg story, there is a lot of leaving out of things that are true. Okay. Early in the 60s, Paul Bragg was on the receiving end of an FDA seizure. Oh, back when the FDA seized stuff. I love it. According to the FDA, Paul Bragg made, quote, false and misleading claims to provide freedom from disease, improve youthful appearance and life expectancy, etc. Semicolon, no adequate directions for use. So like they are straight up, like he's not telling people how to use it. And he's saying a bunch of shit. That's not true. And as part of that seizure, he had to say that he wasn't going to make more claims about this particular product. Right. Oh, so that happened in the sixties in 1941, he also gets in trouble with the FTC. Okay. He gets in trouble for selling something called Bragg's grass tablets. And he gets in trouble for saying that they would quote, prevent sickness, promote health, or stimulate activity, and that they were, quote, rich in vitamin A. So apparently these were not rich in vitamin A, which is a very weird claim to make. And again, he had to promise that he wasn't going to make those claims again. But as we can see, 19 years later, in the 60s, he is fully, like, doing it again, up to his old tricks. This is why we just need
0: adequately funded and staffed federal agencies to just like crack down on just like repeat known grifters who continue grifting because there's no consequences for any of this shit absolutely (sighs)
1: are you ready to take one step further back in time did he lie
0: about the tuberculosis i am on the edge of my seat about this
1: basically the the tb stuff is again, some amateur internet sleuths went back and looked at the immigration records from the years that he said that he left and came back. And they were like, not one record of that guy going to Switzerland and coming back. Yeah. But again, that's like internet sleuths. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't cite that as a hard and fast source in the same way that I wouldn't cite like Reddit threads speculating about YouTubers say as a hard and fast source, right? right? No, in 1930, Oh, this is according to KCET in Los Angeles. quote outside Los Angeles, Bragg was a controversial figure in nineteen thirty. The postal service barred the self-styled quote unquote professor. From the mail, alleging fraud, (laughs) the American Medical Association denounced him as a, quote unquote, food faddist. (laughs) So the U.S. Postal Service and the American Medical Association are both like, boo, this guy, get him out of here. And then he has 40 more years of career.
0: Dude, imagine getting banned from mailing things.
1: (laughs) From the mail. (laughs) It's like,
0: it's like getting banned from like the grocery store or something. It's like a whole genre of activity. It's like a category.
1: It's extremely <laughs> weird. So the next thing I want to talk about is their charitable giving. Of course. God, I should
0: have known that literally every single fact that you told me in the first 30 minutes
1: <laughs> was wrong. I mean, Mike, I am sticking to the big ones here. There is debunking of like truly almost every sentence of the first part of this episode. Like, I love it this. Is, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> So they do indeed appear to do the kind of giving that they have disclosed to animal shelters and missions and like Mm -hmm. regular down the line kinds of charitable contributions that you would expect from this kind of like crispy, crunchy, peanut buttery health food company. Right. (laughs) The challenge here is that there is also giving that they are not reporting out publicly from the foundation. Okay, Until the redesign. Every bottle and package from Bragg Live Food Products has the Christian little, like, fish symbol. It includes a Bible verse. They are deeply, deeply Christian and deeply, deeply evangelical people. In 2004 and 2005, so situate yourself in this particular cultural moment of 2004, 2005, Mm -hmm. they reportedly, according to Maui Time, they give $750 to... The deeply conservative Crystal Cathedral Ministries.
0: Oh my God, I've
1: been there.
0: We went there as a kid. We were visiting California.
1: Yeah. They give money to Crystal Cathedral Ministries. The architecture was lovely. They give money to the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Okay. They give money to Pat Robertson and family.
0: Ooh, good stuff. Trying to stop the great replacement of the whites. Trying to stop
1: that. They give money to focus on the family of course of course this we're done with the twists
0: now this isn't even a fucking twist it's like the weird christian health grifters are into like nightmare christian bullshit
1: this was the point for me that was like man the next time i get nutritional yeast i will be checking out some other brands
0: i love the the version of christianity Where it's, like, not okay to marry somebody who you're in love with, but it is okay to spend your entire career telling lies (laughs) in
1: order to profit. Becoming a false idol. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: This this seems like a cool way that you understand this religion. The last one that
1: I wanted to talk about is actually the ways in which they misled folks through specific health claims. And particularly health claims around apple cider vinegar. Okay, This is something that's been popular amongst famous people in the U.S. for the last, like, 10-ish years. Folks have been talking about it to the press, but it also goes back further than that. Drinking apple cider vinegar every day is favored by, like, Kim and Kourtney Kardashian, Jennifer Aniston, Katy Perry, Victoria Beckham... Elizabeth Hurley is like, I drink it every day. It tastes disgusting, is what she keeps telling the press. (laughs) Apple cider vinegar has been used in folk healing for ages. (sighs) But in the U.S., its biggest boost of popularity in the last century mostly came from Paul Bragg. Oh, yeah. He wrote a whole fucking book about it. Right. He suggested it for weight gain, for weight loss, for heart disease, for quote unquote, female troubles, for hair loss, for kidney issues. It was genuinely like this is like celery juice levels of claims, right? Basically, the evidence for some of those claims is overblown based on very limited studies by today's standards, based on the evidence we have today. Most of those studies have been small and most of them have only been in rats. (sighs) Of course. Most of those claims have no evidence at all. Right. Some of them are overblown. Most of them, the evidence is non-existent, right? There are also quite a few claims that Bragg made and that have caught on more recently about sort of the gut health aspects of apple cider vinegar, that it's good for your microbiome, blah, 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 Love it. Bragg's in particular prides themselves on selling unfiltered apple cider (laughs) vinegar. It has, on the package it says, with, quote unquote, the mother. (laughs) The mother, as in kombucha, refers to this sort of yeast bacteria colony that's produced during fermentation. Okay. Apple cider vinegar is touted as a major source of probiotics. But, Michael, there is one catch. This is from an outstanding piece written by a food historian for... Epicurious of all places. Get some recipes, get some history. Delightful. So the piece is called How Americans Became Obsessed with Drinking Apple Cider Vinegar. And here is what they have to say about this claim about probiotics.
0: (laughs) And what about the mother? Why is she such a big deal? Technically, a vinegar mother is not a probiotic as the acetic acid bacteria that comprise it can't survive in our guts. Its main component, cellulose, is not digestible. Shockey and Smith point out that there could be benefits to its consumption that have yet to be measured or quantified, but many artisanal vinegar makers don't include the mother in their products because it doesn't contribute anything to the flavor. Yeah, basically, there's no, there's no reason to think this does fucking anything, but the people who are debunking it have to be, like, careful because you can't prove a negative. You can't prove that something doesn't have magical health benefits because how would you even do that
1: well and also i feel like the real fucking chestnut in that paragraph is it's a probiotic but that probiotic can't survive in your body
0: yeah it's not the gut health stuff it's not as easy as just like drink bacteria and then you'll have like new bacteria in your tummy
1: no and the science is way too fucking new To even know most of how it works, right? It's bonkers. Yeah, we don't know that stuff. Here's the other thing I'll say about apple cider vinegar. I won't say it. The University of Chicago School of Medicine will say it. Quote, aside from probiotics, apple cider vinegar has a vitamin profile similar to apple juice. Hey, so we're drinking grape juice and apple juice on maintenance Resveratrol and probiotics. (laughs) We're finally
0: becoming influencers, Aubrey. We're finally giving out individual health advice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> drink apple juice and grape juice.
1: <laughs> there is evidence of some of the claims related to apple cider vinegar and its health benefits. There is limited evidence that drinking apple cider vinegar after a meal may help people with diabetes moderately lower their blood sugar, but there's nothing definitive. Okay. It specifically does not, according to the University of Chicago School of Medicine, help manage hypertension, which is a claim that has been made about okay. that. It does not do that. It also can erode the enamel of your teeth. There have been some wild case studies about tooth decay of people who have like been drinking straight apple cider vinegar all the time. And it is specifically very bad for people with kidney issues who may struggle to process all of the acid. Oh, okay. The University of Chicago School of Medicine is quick to point out that it's antimicrobial. So if you use it in a salad dressing, it kills the bacteria on your salad. You're welcome. Oh, yeah, that's
0: great. Okay, so you're un your yourself by yeah. doing this.
1: It's just interesting to dive into the science on this stuff and go, oh, this thing that everyone I know has been yelling yeah. about for a full decade is just a weird... It is a house built on a foundation of sand.
0: It really feels like if if you try to piece together the timeline in chronological order of these things, what it sounds like to me is that a guy who's just like a carnival-ass grifter basically made up this thing about apple cider vinegar, and then other people have since looked into it, and like, by coincidence... <laughs> They have found that maybe there's a couple of benefits to this thing just because like, I don't know, it's a it's an edible substance. So it probably has some benefits and some drawbacks like everything else. Mm -hmm. And then people are now like using that to backfill. Like, oh, yeah, the guy like the decades long liar guy. Like he was actually right. But like, on what
1: basis would he have said this at the time? And like what he's telling folks is a scientific explanation For what they were already doing. Again, this was part of an American folk healing tradition. Right. This offered people the sense that what they had already been doing was like a really good thing to do, not just for their own health, but for their own virtue and character. Right. Because of this sort of like deeply Christian language that Paul and Patricia Bragg use. It's not just a matter of caring for your body. It's a matter of, you know, your piety and your ability to resist temptation and like right. all of these sort of deeply, deeply Christian constructs. Right. He's selling people's
0: pre-existing beliefs and behaviors back to them. And essentially, he's
1: doing a thing that happens to this very day, which is getting very comfortable muddling up people's perceived health with their character and morality and worth as people, right? All of that is getting dumped into the same bucket.
0: Right. It's like a weird little kombucha of culture and capitalism and lies. (laughs) And you just leave it there to ferment. (laughs) I mean, what I can't get over is the specificity of apple cider vinegar. Uh. There's a million vinegars in the world. It doesn't make any sense that this would have magical properties. I'll tell you what.
1: I love the taste of apple cider vinegar. Same. Oh my god. I use it in rice milk salads all the time. It's really good. Oh my god. Salad dressing. It's the best. Yeah. I also make shrub at home. Do you mean you're eating edibles? What no. Is that? You're eating <laughs> edibles? <laughs> no shrub is like a drinking vinegar. It's like you infuse vinegar. You add some like sugar or sweetener of your choice oh, and a bunch of fruit okay. and let it macerate. And then strain out the solids and you add that to like club soda or something. It's extremely refreshing and delicious. My parents always told me if you macerate, you go blind.
0: (laughs) That was abysmal. I'm sorry.
1: Are you ready for a little coda to the brag story?
0: Yeah, denow me.
1: First things first, we're just going to watch a little clip. I sent it to you in the Zoom chat.
0: Clip time. Let me
1: know when you're queued up and ready. Why are we? Oh,
0: no. Okay. I saw it's loading slowly Uh and it loaded this screen grab of Orlando Bloom on Jimmy Fallon. Get ready! And then the title loaded. I was very confused, but now I understand. The title of the clip is Orlando Bloom bonded with Katy Perry over apple cider vinegar.
2: The Crazy story. So I, when I met Katy, um, one, of, one of our first dates, I was, she was, she had a bottle of water, and when you pour it in the water, it makes it go kind of slightly off-color. And we both had bottles of apple cider vinegar. Because I said, wait, what have you got in your water? And she was like, apple cider vinegar. I was like, no!
0: We're made for each other! (laughs)
2: And then the the, the really crazy part is that her mother had actually been part of a church group in Santa Barbara when she was growing up. And Katie got her first guitar from Patricia Bragg, who is now 90, who runs that company. And then the crazy part is that her mum said, you know, Patricia's getting up there and she wants to offload the company. And she was about to sell it. And we were like, no, let us get in there. Let us help. Let us find somebody. So we brought some people in. It was a lot of money. We brought some people in to help put the money forward. And then we're going to kind of take it through to the next chapter of its life because we believe in it that much
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey do you ever feel like a plastic bag twisting in the wind hoping to start again that's how I feel now don't understand what's happening
1: your ears do not deceive you the new owners of Bragg's are Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom.
0: Lego loss and I kissed a girl are now in charge of Bragg's. Old
1: left shark herself and hot elf (laughs) own a company together. Not only did Patricia Bragg and Katy Perry's family go to the same church, according to one of the profiles of Patricia Bragg, so grain of salt, right? It was actually the church where, katie's parents were the pastors
0: oh okay right this is now my emotions are all over the place i don't know what to think about this shit anymore it's
1: wild i was like this is the most bizarre. this is a mad lib of a coda to this
0: story i know it's weird it's it's like the end of clue (laughs) it's like in the study with the candlestick Like this celebrity and this other celebrity.
1: I don't have a ton to say about Katy Perry or Orlando Bloom or press juicery. I have no analysis. (laughs) I have no analysis to add here. (laughs) I'm just like, okay. (laughs) It's too weird not to talk about.
0: Yeah, I just feel good that it's now in the hands of people who are much more qualified to prevent sickness crime. (laughs) The Batman of sickness crime.